Have you ever gotten ice cream from the supermarket and you scoop it out, but it just doesn't have that ice cream parlor taste? Well, guess what? Did you know you can find real, unbelievably creamy ice cream at the grocery store? Yeah, that's right. Tillamook ice cream is made with more cream, so you get smooth, dreamy scoops each time. I'm not going to lie. The flavors are delicious. And in family-sized cartons, I love their vanilla bean. Vanilla bean, to me, is the way that you judge anyone's ice cream. And their rich vanilla ice cream made with real crushed vanilla bean seeds is delicious. Or their organ strawberry. Oh, I love it. Sweet strawberry ice cream with ripe organ strawberry pieces. So, so good. Plus, you got to check out their mudside flavor. It's smooth chocolate ice cream with a ribbon of rich fudge and chocolatey chips. Oh, it's so good. I got to go get some ice cream right now. Plus, you know you're in good hands with Tillamook brand. They make over 200 different dairy products and the brand is farmer owned and led by dairy experts. Boy, oh boy. I love them all, and you're going to love them too. Whether it's birthday cake, peaches and cream, mint chocolate chip, banana split, or cookies and cream, there is a flavor for you. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. That's T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. How would Jason and I wine and dine you in L.A.? The true facts about goals. And what is the connection to Neil and Lou? It might just be Phillips. All this and more on a brand new Last Looks. Hit the theme. It's the last looks at last episode movie. At last we can talk about all the mistakes we made and the omissions we left out accidentally. And Paul can solve your problems, uncles help out in Andy. And talk to Jason Manson because they're about some TV. Last looks, it's last looks. Last looks, it's last looks. Hello, people of Earth and Neil Diamond Completus. I'm your host, Paul Livingston Siegel, and welcome to How Did This Get Made? Last Looks, where you get to voice your issues on, you guessed it, Jonathan Livingston Siegel. And I know you've got a lot of issues. Plus, Jason and I will just chat about reality TV and our favorite LA activities. Plus, I'm going to reveal next week's movie. And before we do any of that, let me just give a big shout out, a huge Shout out to Mark Granger for that opening theme. Mark, I loved it. It's great. I love all these Last Look songs. They're great. So much so that I thought that this group would be up to the challenge to create a brand new How Did This Get Made theme. It's not something that can just be done. It's got to be special. 
It's got to be unique. It's got to blow our fucking socks off. I guess knock would be the term, but these will be blown off. And you know what? We've gotten a few submissions. They're good. But I don't know if they've got the goods. Jason and I will evaluate some of these songs on an upcoming Last Looks episode, kind of steer our composers into a direction, see how we're feeling about them. But anyway, I don't want that to dissuade you. I don't want that pressure to be on you. I want you to create a song that you think is perfect for the show, and you can send it to howdidthisgetmade at earwolf.com. You can also send in songs for the show, a Just Chat segment, or just the opening theme of Last Looks, just like Mark Granger did. Send them to howdidthisgetmade at earwolf.com. And remember, they don't have to be long. As a matter of fact, I prefer if they weren't. People, How Did This Get Made is going on tour. That's right. In just a few weeks, we will be in Portland, Providence, New Haven, Connecticut, and Brooklyn, New York. That's right. From October 18th to the 21st, we're going to be in Portland, Rhode Island, New Haven, and Brooklyn. And then we're going to take a couple weeks off and then we're going to come back and go to Chicago and Minneapolis. And that will be on November 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th. That's right. We're doing two night residencies. Can you consider it a residency if it's only two nights? We're doing two night residencies in Chicago and Minneapolis. We're keeping it primarily on the Eastern Seaboard, but we would love to see you follow us from Maine all the way down to Brooklyn. Tickets are selling fast, and that is exciting to me. Uh, Anyway, you want more information. You want to know where you can get those tickets. Go to hdtgm.com. As I speak, Avril is working hard to pick some amazing movies for all of these shows, and we will announce those movies on our website and social media as soon as those picks are locked in. But don't worry about that. Avril's got that. You get the ticket. We'll see you at the show. I want you with a costume on. I want you coming with a second opinion. I want you with a notebook full of questions about whatever movie we're picking because you, the audience, are a giant part of the show and every show is completely different. Anyway, before we dive into corrections and omissions, I want to give some love to these second opinion singers because, like I just mentioned, I want you to come with a second opinion song, right? And I'm consistently blown away by the level the quality of the songs that we get at these live shows. And at the Jonathan Livingston Siegel show, we were blown away by these songs. And we felt like we had to share a few more of our favorite songs with you. So take a listen to these bangers from the Beacon Theater. And we'll be right back with corrections and omissions. Now it's time for Second Opinions. I have often streamed Tons of airborne flicks, Conair and Sky Captain, not to mention Birdemic. Then I met this gull, Johnny Livingston, and like Top Gun's Maverick, I had tried, he just felt the need for speed. Y'all, this film was lit. That's my second opinion. You can talk your shit. Somehow I'll fly on. I have found my flock. They're right here at the beacon. And I'll I'll go on Amazon and rate this film five stars. Wow. Name? David Hen Siegel. Thank you. Thank you. Incredible. 
Wow. Everyone wow. has wow. been wow. incredible. Come on down. Here we go. I feel like I didn't pick this many people, but here we go. <laughs> oh, these motherfuckers are just lining up. <laughs> They're like, me next. All right, now it's time for second up in. I'm sailing away. Fuck this flock and the elders anyway. 200 miles per hour. Man, I'm pretty cool, son of gull power. Okay, I'm a weirdo. Flying on my own Jacob's ladder, heaven or hell Maybe me on marine bone Well, they said Outcast am I Unclear if I died Gathering my cult of birds In garbage beach city Probably lots of seagulls died To make a shitty allegory I said, come sail away Come sail away Come sail away with me Neil Diamond charts for brains Pretty sure Fletcher's a zombie Yes! Amazing crowd work, Incredible. amazing song. What's your name? My name is Bianca Siegel. Yeah, Bianca Siegel. Next one up. Fantastic. Wow, these are all Stone Cold Bangers. Here we go. And now it's time for second opinions. Watch how fast this eagle flies. I'm a freak. I will be ostracized. Your bird is now an outcast in his clan. You'll be forced to watch me fly to distant lands. Oh, I'm just a gull. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm just a gull. You're forced to watch me for the next 90 minutes of your life. Oh, I'm just a gull. Did you like this movie? Well, fuck you, it had no animal rights. Oh, I wanna fuck Maureen. Oh, I wanna fuck Maureen. Amazing, your name? Neil. Thank you, Neil. Great job, Neil. Up. Taking us home. Taking us into the... Every one of these has been better than the show. <laughs> Amazing. And you didn't want us to do this movie. And Shame you guys you. are all online being like, I hate second opinion songs. I wish you would do the Jersey Why show. Why do they do second opinion songs? I would have gone to Boston if I knew. <laughs> and now it's time for second opinions. Tell me something, Bert. Did you know this movie was absurd? Or did you love it when Jonathan kept whispering? I log on 
Amazon. Second opinion, Jonathan Livingston. I'm gonna rate it five stars. Crash through the surface with Seagull Jesus. He's faster than the speed of sound. In the outcast, in the outcast, we're part of the outcast now. Fantastic! Wow. wow. Great. Wow. What's your name? Matthew John Siegel. Oh, MJS, everybody! Wow. Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough. But Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimize for every device, get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places. And I went on Airbnb and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes. That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better, and that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes, think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words Eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold, and often in my pantry, because I love these. Welcome back. Last week, we talked at length about Jonathan Livingston Siegel, a movie that Discord user Grayest Hound thinks could have had the tagline, Jonathan Livingston Siegel, put it on for your cat when they're home alone. You know what? Honestly, I think a cat might be bored by this movie. Anyway, we had questions about this movie, and we talked about it for a very long time, but we realized that we might have missed a few things. So here is your chance to either set us straight, ask about something that we didn't even consider, or even 
fact check us if you must. It is now time for corrections and omissions. Corrections and omissions. Thank you, Bionic Limbs, for that great theme song. Let's go to the Discord. BML, a purported bird expert who attended the live show, writes in with some seagull insights. Though the gull filmed in the snow scene was unnaturally placed there, gulls in general are not deterred by snow or cold weather, with some living in the Arctic and Antarctic climates. We think of birds as flying south for the winter because of the cold, but in reality, most birds are extremely cold tolerant and actually migrate because of the seasonal changes in food supply. So to be clear, yes, that gull on the snowy mountain definitely died, but from starvation, not from hypothermia. <laughs> By the way, that should be the um, the the uh, ASPCA <laughs> warning at the end of this film. Um, also, BML continues with a few other seagull inaccuracies. Uh, there is footage of distant gulls doing loop-de-loops and barrel rolls. However, gulls do not naturally perform these maneuvers. This must have been shot using radio-controlled models, presumably built by Art Scholl, credited in the film for aerobatic aircraft. And in addition, gulls do not dive below the water surface like gannets or boobies. That sequence appeared to use a model for the aerial dive as well, and very upsettingly cut to a gull forced underwater. Yeah, this movie was tough to watch, BML, but I appreciate that you brought some seagull truth to us. Um, Anna Barrington Seagull, Esquire, writes, Why is there so little human presence in this movie? We see a landfill, which indicates that humans are around and impacting their world. I'm surprised that human activity doesn't factor in at all to the seagull's lifestyle or philosophy. But then again, I don't factor seagulls into mine. Maybe I should. <laughs> Anna Barrington Seagull, I gotta love that. I gotta love that you... You, you checked yourself. Um, Jane Siegel writes, I love this, by the way. <laughs> Author Richard Bach, not this question, which I might love. I just love that everyone has Siegelized their name. Author Richard Bach couldn't have been too unhappy with the portrayal of Siegels in the film adaptation because he married the goal wrangler extraordinaire Leslie Parrish after meeting during the making of the film. Now, here's a note from Scott. Scott comes in and goes, well, Leslie Parrish is the film's associate producer that director Hal Bartlett inexplicably demoted to researcher in the final credits. Richard and Leslie married in 1981, but divorced in 1999. So maybe, honestly, he did it just to prank her. I think that that's what Scott's trying to prove. I mean, 81 to 99, not a bad run. Not a bad run at all. Let's go to the phones. Colin Siegel, what do you got? Hey, Paul, this is Colin from Chicago, and I just finished listening to the Jonathan Livingston Seagull episode, and I thought I'd give you some more information on uh, on the film uh, that I got here from the book, The 50 Worst Films of All Time and How They Got That Way. It's a book published in 1978, so it's a little out of date, but it does have an entire chapter devoted to Jonathan Livingston Seagull. And uh, one thing it says here, it says, uh, in attempting to cash in on the anticipated Seagull bandwagon, several manufacturers created new products relating to the film. These articles all bore the name and official insignia of the famed Seagull. The equipment included leisure footwear, bed sheets, 
autographed pillows, blankets, ready-made draperies, tablecloths, t-shirts, sweatshirts, tank tops, iron-on patches, handcrafted copper enamel pins, handcrafted yarn, punch needle rug kits, stuffed toys, greeting cards, plaques, posters, keychains, puzzles, and a game devised by Mattel. I don't know how to play that game. Anyway, uh, thanks for everything. Love the show. Bye. What? Are you telling me that I can find a Jonathan Livingston Siegel game on eBay? People, I need... All right, I'm on eBay. I'm going to be on eBay right now. And and autograph pillows. Or pillows. By who? Who's a... Who? Richard Bach? A Siegel? I mean, I once went to a Star Trek convention and the dog from Voyager did sign autographs. They put his paw in ink. I don't know if that was, again, a humane thing to do, but wow. Colin. I need picks. I need picks. All right. Uh, what do we got? We got Jackie Siegel. This is uh, this is endlessly entertaining to me. Hi, uh, this is Jackie from Boston, and I think I like Jonathan Livingston Siegel, and I like it because I saw it as a religious allegory and like a hero's journey, not of Jesus Christ, but of Siddhartha Gautama, who was the first Buddha. Now, both of them were trying to escape the suffering of their respective worlds, and Siddhartha through achieving enlightenment, and Jonathan through achieving perfect speed. But during this, Jonathan finds that constantly trying to go faster is only bringing him more suffering and pain, and only brings more suffering into the world. But both of them have to leave their societies as a consequence of this, so Siddhartha has to leave, or chooses to leave voluntarily, and Jonathan is kicked out of, um, I guess, his seagull kingdom. Both of them go into the wilderness, and through that they experience various forms of violence and peace in the world, and Jonathan ultimately achieves his enlightenment through his supernatural experiences with Chang, who says, perfect speed is not going faster, but already being there, essentially telling him that constantly trying to go faster is actually preventing him from attaining enlightenment. And when Jonathan understands this, he achieves enlightenment and can fly with perfect speed. However, that's not the end of his hero's journey. Like Siddhartha, having achieved enlightenment, um, Jonathan understands that his role is not to stay in Seagull Nirvana, uh, like the other seagulls who can fly with perfect speed, but rather to return to Earth so that he can teach other seagulls how to achieve perfect speed as well. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, Jonathan Livingston Seagull is Bird Buddha. Uh, enlightenment is perfect speed. Yes, you are completely correct. Jonathan is Buddha and his enlightenment is perfect speed. I think you are right. I think that that's why we are having trouble kind of wrestling with the theme. It is about a state of mind, a Zen state of mind. Well, you said it. I'm not going to correct you. You're right. Jackie, you're right. What, what do I have to say? Add to it? I don't need to mansplain it. All right. Next up, we have Morgan Siegel, uh, the book expert from the episode. She was fantastic. So, Morgan, what else do you got to tell us? Hey, Paul. This is Morgan from the New York Jonathan Livingston Siegel Show. And I just had a point of clarification uh, on uh, a question I had gotten from you all about uh, the movie versus the book. So you had asked if the, the seagulls had gone to outer space. In the movie, then I said no. And the the issue is, in the movie, you see them flying through outer space. That definitely did not ha- happen in the book. In the book, what happens is uh, Jonathan and his mentor just appear on what – allegedly maybe another planet with multiple suns. So there's no travel through space per se. They just arrived. That is all. Thank you. 
Whoa. Thank you for calling again. Another person checking themselves, not going out there. You did your best. We appreciated you out there. And I love that you called in to say, you know what? I got it wrong. And that honestly is all that we're responsible for. We make a mistake. We come back in. We tell the truth. And you know what? You're A-OK. You already were A-OK. Now you're A-OK plus. Back to the Discord. Hobo Bot writes, I might have missed it, but did anyone guess as to why Jonathan is so intent on 62 miles per hour specifically? I think the writers converted units for an American audience since 100 kilometers per hour equals 62 miles per hour and 100 is a nice round number, which brings up a lot more questions like why was Jonathan originally using the metric system? Why didn't they just say 100 miles per hour? Why were kilometers involved at all since the writer is American? You know what, Hobobot, I think I do have an answer for this uh, because the pilot was an aviator and I believe that kilometers is how you would calculate speed as a aviator. Again, it's a good guess. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't do one. I'm not one of those. Uh, I'm not one of those uh, people who have a, a jet private airplane flying around. Uh, that's not up. I, 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 I leave that to the pilots. I don't need to be that as a hobby. Um, I don't like, I don't like anyone who has a hobby of flying a plane. Um, okay. Grumble bottom writes, Oh, Grumble Bottom, you broke you broke the you broke the the seagull thing. Okay, Grumble Bottom writes: Re flight speed, no damn gull is going sixty miles per hour. Gear Falcons can hit sixty miles per hour on a straight flight. Peregrine Falcons, the fastest animal on the planet, can hit two hundred and forty miles per hour during a powered dive, but only go about fifty during a straight flight. Gulls. Even the bigger, faster ones like herring gulls go maybe around 20 miles per hour. They are nimble flyers, but they are not fast. Boom. Grumble bottom. Hitting it hard. No one researched birds. It was an allegory. Johnny Unusual writes, so Chang is like a low-key orientalist archetype stereotype, right? I mean, all the other birds have Western names except for the Wizen master character who is a bird. He doesn't have a grotesque accent, thank God, but I feel like calling him Chang in the 70s is playing on the idea that people of other cultures like Asian are somehow more spiritually in tune. I mean, Johnny Unusual, yeah. I mean, we see that all the time. Um, and uh, I think it was a very, like, I think if we're going to this idea of like Zen and Buddhism, and I think that, of course, of course it was. Of course. BML, of course, chimes in with one more thing here. He says, it's funny that hummingbirds are the only type of bird that June likes. Given her disdain for the squabbling and fighting of gulls, she might be dismayed to learn that hummingbirds are among the most aggressive cutthroat creatures in the animal kingdom. The males use their bills to stab other males and to fence. They, they parry like, like they're, like they're uh, sword fighters, sometimes knocking uh, birds off a perch. Some hummingbirds even have hooked beaks with serrations that look like shark's teeth that can be used to tear out other birds' feathers. Whoa, BML kind of coming hard at the hummingbirds. I also want to add, like gulls, pigeons often get a bad rap as well. And like gulls, they are in fact highly skilled flyers whose ubiquitous presence is a testament to their evolutionary success. So, as bird expert Dr. Alan Grant says in Jurassic Park, try to show 
a little respect. And you know what? I'm going to show you some respect here, BML, for bringing the heat with your bird facts. You are our winner this week for corrections and omissions, and you get this amazing song from Joel Terry. Hit it! You win, everybody else all loses. You don't get a medal to prove it, but you don't need no accolades. You can sit back and say, I win tonight on Paul's mini episode. I win tonight on Paul's teeny tiny little mini episode. Thank you, Joel Terry, for that song. Remember, if you want to submit an alt movie tagline or chime in with your own thoughts about the latest episode, hit up the Discord at discord.gg slash hdtgm or call us at 619-PAUL-ASK. Stick around. Jason Manzoukas will join me after the break to chat about reality TV, our favorite LA activities, and music that we are currently loving. I'll be right back. When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do, that's why you should invest in Simply Safe home security today. That's right. For award-winning security and peace of mind wherever you go, Simply Safe wants to be there with you by actually not going there at all, but staying at your house. Listen, Newsweek ranked it the best customer service in home security. Plus, it gives you whole home protection sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. Plus, a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, no contracts, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm going to tell you this. It's worth it for the peace of mind to know that when I'm on tour, when I'm out there in the UK, I can check in on my house. And with the time difference between LA and Europe, I loved having the 24-7 professional monitoring service in case something happened when I was asleep or, or not reachable. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash bonkers. That's simplysafe.com slash bonkers. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. I was traveling with my kids. We stopped to get breakfast at Shake Shack. And my kids said, Mom said we can have milkshakes. And I was so tired. It didn't make sense to me. But I was like, if June says the kids can have milkshakes, I'll get them milkshakes. I got them milkshakes. June's like, I never said that. And you know what? I felt ripped off. I felt ripped off by my own kids. And that's the feeling I don't ever like to have. I never like to get ripped off by anyone. And that's why Harry's started their company of Harry's Razors, because they saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry, and they decided to do something better. That's right. They decided to do a razor that had a great price, high customer satisfaction, that had a no-risk trial, and they have other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors, okay? I love the body wash, and they have deodorant that smells damn good. I gotta tell you, I love these razors. They are perfect, and now I am a paying subscriber. That's right. So do not settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3. That's right. Go to harrys.com slash bonkers. That's harrys.com slash bonkers for a $3 trial set. 
Welcome back. You know, every Monday is a chance to look back at episodes from How Did This Get Made's History. This week, we re-released After Earth with Paul F. Tompkins. And now, to tip our hat to the seagulls, we are re-releasing Birdemic. That's right. Weird Al Yankovic, Whitney Moore, they join us. It's one of our early, if not one of our first Largo episodes. Every Monday, a brand new old episode. Can that be possible? Is it an oxymoron? Maybe it is. Anyway, don't worry about that because now it is time for Jason and I to open up the helpline and answer some listener questions. This week's theme comes to us from Lazy Bones. Play us in. Hey, Paul! All right, Jason, we are back. I wanted to let you know that you asked for it and we made it, which is right now in the Tee Public store, there is a Parents' Night Out shirt. How did this get made? Parents' Night Out shirt. Uh, so people who come to see How Did This Get so Made does Live. It say like, does it say Parents' Night Out at How Did This Get Made Live? Or? It does not say at How Did This Get Made. Um, and I think that was because we were not on it, but the design was so good that we just like the parents' night out element. We could probably oh, throw on fine. a how to. We I think probably, we should throw yeah. in a at how did this get, even if it's a little, little tight. Yeah, just a little so one on the bottom. We can just do so that. it's so that, you know, it's for we all the parents little, who yeah. are getting a sitter to come see us. But it's it's also parents' night out. It's a good looking shirt. Um, all right, we'll, we'll get for that. For good looking parents. We love those So parents. if you're an uggo parent out there, don't, don't wear, wear the shirt. Don't wear it. Eh, don't wear it. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, Scott, what do we got? Hey, Paul and Jason. This is Jacob from New York. Uh, I've been listening for quite a few years, and recently I've heard y'all mention Survivor on the podcast a few times, so I thought I'd finally call in and say hi. I actually competed on a season of Survivor a couple years ago. It went really badly, like really badly, <laughs> but I'm always happy to answer <laughs> any questions you might have about the show. Uh, anyways, I actually work in casting and development now for reality shows in particular. So my question for you guys is if either of you were to host an unscripted series, what kind of show would you want it to be? Uh, I know you both love Alone. Maybe you go survival-centric, maybe like a classic pyramid kind of trivia show or, or maybe celebrity stuff like Match Game. I'm just curious. And uh, <laughs> and uh, let me know. I'll get started on the pitch right away. Uh, have a good one, you Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> Wait, uh, so Paul, I'm not I'm not a survivor person, but do yes. you recognize this person? Do you know who it is? Um, I would be very honest and say I don't recognize him, but that's because we haven't watched all the seasons yet. We have just oh yeah been oh, yeah. digging in, so uh, we've it. watched a lot. Um, I have not seen a season, but now I'm excited to maybe oh, cool. move this up to the top. Wow, a, a survivor contestant is a fan of the show. Pretty cool. <laughs> Pretty cool. All right, so this is a good question. Have you ever had any interest in hosting like a reality show type of thing? I have one idea that they could never make that oh, I've okay. always What's been that? behind. Okay, go. What's that? I would love to do a Survivor style show or Survivor meets American Ninja Warrior, but the premise would be Die Hard. One person oh, okay. with a paintball gun having yeah. to get through a building using... 
what their wits yeah, yeah, yeah. to I escape. Like, like there, there it needed to be like there needs to be challenges, and but I would I, I think hand to hand fighting would be part of it. I also believe that uh, paintball guns would be part of it. Like I think it could do a bunch of different elements of it, and there'd have to be like some puzzles to solve and things like that. But I've always thought that I would love to see how somebody could figure out. A, uh, I love that. That's a great. Like, you know, that's a great. Um, that's a great pitch. I, I, I so much so that I hesitate to allow you to put it in the episode. Like you should. <laughs> you should. I, 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 you should right, keep so, that. All right, all right, sorry, I mean, no, no. I don't know. I, I don't know if you should. It's. It's. It's a I, great idea. I, I, I do it, agree I, with you. It's a difficult to execute idea. It's. Uh, it's a show that feels to me like uh, lawsuits would be rolling yeah. in. I think what's the thing is like the thing about American Ninja Warrior is what you're showcasing is the how adept people are at the challenge and the skills uh, uh, being uh, put in front of that they need to right. execute the the course rather the the obstacle course versus things like Survivor or these other shows are personality based. These are really right. stories of these people. The challenges are there and they are kind of hiccups and hurdles in the road, but really it is just to force everybody to be more themselves or to to dig whatever all the interpersonal drama is, I feel like, for a lot of those shows. A hundred percent. I think the thing I really found about Survivor that I love is when they do the merge, when, they, when the tribes merge, that's when you start to really... Uh, fall in love with these characters because it is, it's so many characters you're getting fun moments and you're, you're making opinions, but when they're all in there and you really get to see how they're working, uh, that's what I like. And that to me is alone. Like you really start to see a person's yeah. personality. They, for a while, um, after alone, they were doing like these, some guy was like talking to the contestants and doing like wrap ups and what did you think? And this and that. And I was like, Oh, I'd like to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I'd yeah. like to, I don't, I don't like, I don't want to go out and like host a, a, you know, survivor type. Show. I don't want to go, out, but there is something about having like the the conversation you and I have, you and I had with Wonia. Yes, um, uh, it was great. You know, I really enjoyed that. Anyway, um, I can't really think of anything that I have that I would like to do. Uh, you know, my own idea or something like that. But I will say this gets to a little bit of something I've been watching, and you can decide and tell me whether we should include this or not. But something yeah. I've been watching a bunch of lately. Um, on uh, specifically on YouTube, frankly, uh, is and I would love to do it. Is and I'm curious if you what your opinion is of this show. I think I feel like maybe you have one. Is Taskmaster? Oh yeah, I, I mean, look, I that's love a competition that. reality show, and yes. it's fucking hilarious. I um, love it. Boy, the show is a fucking blast, and there are former uh, friend of the pod, I mean, not former friend of the pod, but friend of the pod, former guest Ashling B's on a season, Nish Kumar's on a like, there's great people, James Acaster, who we've talked about before, oh, James and James his famous um, podcast that I believe we called Last Meal, but I believe is called Off Menu, but I'm yes, going to continue to call yes. it, I'm going to continue <laughs> to call it Last Meal, and ask that James and the rest of the guys on the podcast, please change the name, please change the name of the podcast, and uh, what it's about to better suit what we talked about before yeah, so we don't look like idiots. Don't make us look like stupid. Make people. your show what we described. Thank you. I I love. Blast. I mean, I love that show, uh, and I still get tweets about it. But I love Taskmaster yeah. uh, as it's really. I don't know. It's it, it's a smart smart show, and that's the kind of and stuff it's a that funny I really show. like. Yes, we we created a show for Unspooled, which was like a pop culture show that had similar tasks. It was all like. It was basically creating comedy 
bits and you know I, I like that like where it's like it's more creative than a right or wrong answer or just a task. Yes, it's like, it that's is what's fun. And, it's, and in, yeah. people are encouraged to break the rules and solve the puzzle in ways that are comedically rewarding rather than the right way to do a thing. It's all, it is, it is challenges given by comedians to a panel of comedians. And it's almost always absurdly like failure based and hilarious. And it, to me, what I am excited about, and you just reminded me about this, is I think I need to uh, start showing my son's junior Taskmaster. Didn't which know is it existed. A spinoff, right? Which So it's not oh, cool. kids 9 yeah, yeah, to yeah. 11 oh, are that. on this one. Oh, that's, um, a, that's a great, uh, that's a yeah. blast. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I need to, uh, I have to figure that out. I got to figure out how I can can get this for my kids because I think that they would go bananas for it. But yeah, I like that too. I I will say if you want to watch it, if you want to check it out, I would just, just as just for strike sake, direct you to the YouTube channel. It has quite a lot of long clips, individual tasks and in whole episodes for that matter. So it's all there. All right. A lot of it. Yeah. And I feel like I I don't understand why the UK um, has embraced funny panel shows and America seems to always be behind on that. Uh, you well, know, they've, it, they've had them forever. Like that's like, those are staples of British, you know, nighttime yeah, television yeah. is chat shows and panel shows. And we just simply don't have it here. We don't have those comedy forward game shows, panel shows, chat shows. Um, and they, we had them at certain, um, Oh, times like, like in the at past, midnight in the, yeah or like we did like oh. bad versions of them you know and i feel like there is i don't know there is like something I about have the- yeah i have go a ahead, theory yeah. but you go ahead no no go ahead there's something uniquely american about needing to win mm. and so i feel like the american versions of those shows are actually too focused on the winning and the British shows are really just focused on goofing around and bullshitting and yeah. roasting each other and busting balls and being f- clever and funny in a way that there is something that is uniquely American about like, well, I want to win. I, I got to. Right. I, I'm going to contest that point because I want to win. You know what I mean? Well, that to me feels like, you know, I think you hit a nail on the head. Like, I think that people believe that. Like the show doesn't feel complete until someone has won or lost. Yes, until there is clear a clear winner who is the best. You know that, and that really is a that really is a bummer because to me it's like, aren't we just laughing at this? This is like the that this is what we want to see, right? Oh yeah, come on. It's a the show's really funny. I've been really I've been trying to while we're on strike, while we're you know we're we're not talking about stuff here. You know, we're not talking about this stuff we're involved in or the other stuff that's around. I'm like, you know, I'm trying to like watch stuff that is not even part of those silos. I you know, I love that. I've been I mean, I've been trying to do similar stuff and just try to open my mind, see different things. And, you know, by the way, if you like Taskmaster, there's like two podcasts, two. Oh, I didn't know that. The, wait, yeah. a, like official podcast? Like their yeah. podcast? Yes. Oh, uh, Taskmaster, cool. the podcast, and then Taskmaster, oh, wow. the people's podcast. Nice. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, there we go. Um, I like that. And so they basically, people can call up and <laughs> and disagree with what they've seen on the show. Uh, <laughs> I, I love it. Um, but that no, that kind of stuff is, I, I really enjoy like- And before everybody freaks out, we are well aware that there was an American version of Taskmaster. But that doesn't We're count. not talking about that. It didn't yeah. succeed. So we kn- But we know. 
So, but that's ahead. and but but that's the whole thing. It's like it didn't succeed because I feel like when things make the switch, they wreck it. Like yeah. something about it is wrecked. Like I, I love this. Sh- well, there's another uh, a British show called Imposters, and I, I've talked about my love of, of that show, Imposters. Um, and then America did it, and it was a complete. I just felt it was like just not fun. Oh, okay. Um, I've never even heard of this. One. Oh, okay, got it. Oh, yeah. well, Jason, get on Imposters. It's another BBC show, a BBC oh, show that okay. no one thought was going to be good, and uh, and it and it's great. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they really, just really they fun. really have a they have a set of shows that occupy a space that we don't appear to be interested in. Uh, culturally those type of shows you know but what i mean we're not we love we stand up comedy yet yes. we love podcasts it yeah. has the same elements of all the things that we gravitate yeah. towards Agreed. as a culture but like when it's positioned as like a talk show chat show like yeah. they even do a funny news show i was watching when i was in the uk like a couple months ago it was hilarious it was great it was like oh it's like they're talking about news they're making up news people are goofing on news yeah and it's like it kind of feels to me like what we did with best week ever which oh, interesting yeah. shockingly somebody just reached out to me to tell me it was the 20th anniversary of the premiere of that show <laughs> well, i was like Holy wow shit yeah um isn't that crazy i mean i can't even believe it but but that kind of idea like oh we're just talking about funny yeah. these are funny people talking about stuff and even with that the big s- switch that they um that they made was they eventually switch it to a one person host and yes. that and and Paul F Tompkins one of the funniest uh I thought he killed in that show but I think one of the reasons why the ratings dropped had nothing to do with Paul F it just had to do with people liked multiple people yes. chatting just yes exactly and I think that show I think the format change almost would have been better served by uh, the group all being together to talk about this stuff right you know what i mean yes, rather yeah. than rather than winnowing it down to a single voice to yes. instead have these five voices but instead of having them each individually doing their bits have them collectively as a group just bullshitting around and the same jokes the same feeding off of each other that would people would enjoy that it's so much more fun it's it, i mean that's what we that's what corden was trying to do with his show by by basically doing graham norton's show yeah you know and I still think that people respond to it in a weird way. I always remember, I think back to Jimmy Kimmel when he first started doing monologues. I used to love his monologues because they were like, it was like talk soup. Yes. It was just very like, oh, here's a funny clip. Here's a thing. Here's a this. You know, yeah. it wasn't a traditional mold. And it, he's always very funny. And I feel like, but then you get forced into these patterns no 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 every talk show needs a monologue and it needs to go no here. it's got to look like this and yeah. you, it has to feel like like as if the architecture of the show is what people want not the tone and personality of the host yeah you know i know it's such an interesting eh, it's just interesting but i'm glad that we have uh, a lot of great british shows to kind of catch oh, up yeah. on oh yeah um all right so Let's hear one more call. Let's see what we got. One more. Do it. Hi, Jason and Paul. This is Morgan calling from Brooklyn. So this October, I'll be taking myself on a solo trip to L.A. to celebrate my birthday. I've been several times before, so I don't feel like I need to jam pack my schedule or hit all the big sites. And I really value getting recommendations from people that live in the cities I'm visiting. I'm really open to anything, but I love live music, comedy, all types of food, record and book shopping. 
So my question for you both is, if you were to think about your perfect long weekend in L.A., what would be on the agenda? As a side note, uh, last episode, you had a question from Kaylin, who was also from Brooklyn and having her post-breakup New England summer. I had a very similar post-breakup New Jersey summer. So, Kaylin, if you are looking for a fellow newly single friend when you get back to Brooklyn, maybe the folks at How Did This Get Me could put us in touch. Thank you, guys. Take care. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. Please. Please, can we make this happen? That is very, like again. I love our I love our fans. The best. What a what a great message! I hope that Caitlin and Morgan have uh, do link up and have wonderful stories to call in with and tell us. Meet up on the Discord because that's a safe way to do it, oh, uh, and smart. you can go there. And that is Caitlin. By the way, uh, I know that we're. I just want to jump back for one second. You know, we were talking about Taskmaster. Just want everyone to know that Taskmaster has their own streaming service, so you can give them right the money right to them. Oh. Their own, Smart. they literally have their own, you can Smart. get everything, and international versions also on there as well. Ooh, so just that. a good way okay. to throw money out of, not to streamers. and, and Yeah, if That's you're it. looking, maybe maybe it would be a good idea right now to say, maybe stop some of your subscriptions to to streamers that might not be putting stuff out that you want right now, and maybe give it, to, give it elsewhere. $5.99 a month. Okay, so, question is this. Looking for travel recommendations? Is that what we're hearing? I think it's yeah, L.A. specific travel rec. A long weekend in. If you had a long weekend in L.A. and it wasn't to service tourism type stuff, or you know, what would you want to be doing? Um, I mean, for me, I'm gonna definitely make sure that I'm hitting a great sushi spot. Oh yeah, what do you got? I'm gonna look here. Give me, give me one second to find you yeah. like a couple. I'll throw of, a couple. Why don't I yeah. throw a couple uh, of things out because. This gives me a little bit of an opportunity to shout out a few of the things that are on my um, oh great my list of things because I mean, just because that Morgan mentioned uh, record stores, I will of course recommend Amoeba Records. Of course, which is and that even, as well. I mean, it's well, a different ahead, version that? now, right? It's not really. It's amoeba. moved. moved. It's moved. Okay. It's still Amoeba. It's just moved uh, okay. to a different location. So it's still right there uh, in Hollywood. Um, you know, big, incredible record store. Another one of the, you know, if you're looking for things to watch right now, the Amoeba has a a show on their YouTube channel called What's in My Bag, where artists oh, yeah. uh, come on and go through the store and pick out records and DVDs and all sorts of stuff. And then they talk about it for 10 or 15 minutes, all the selections they made and and what they like about them. And I've done one. They've done comedians. Matt Berry did one. And then all sorts of bands have done them. Recently, um, that band uh, Mama did one. Always did one. Um, Tennis did one recently. There's been, been a bunch that are that are terrific. Absolutely worth watching. Uh, the What's in My Bag series from... Uh, uh, Amoeba Records, and I will also throw out um, Merge Records, the record company uh, uh, that uh, the the that uh, that has like that Superchunk started, uh, Mac and Laura from Superchunk, and they put out the new Pornographers and Destroyer and all sorts of great bands. They also have now a YouTube show where people go through their library and pull records that are meaningful and talk about them. And that's pretty great as well. So I'll I throw love those that. things I, love, out. I also love how they do that for the Criterion Closet too. It's great when people can That's go a great there. one. And there's an, it, in that respect, Paul, yeah. there is a French video store called Conbini. Ooh. Uh, I don't know. K-O-N-B-I-N-I. They mm. have a YouTube channel where they do similar to the Criterion like closet video. Yeah. It'll just but it'll be like Wes Anderson walking through this one of the last video stores left in fr- Paris 
and he picks out for 40 minutes, he picks out, you know, two dozen movies and talks about them. It's fantastic. I love that. Um, all right. Well, speaking of movies, I'm going to hit two good movie spots for a long weekend in L.A., depending on when you're here. Uh, one is if you're here, uh, you know, even all the way through October, Senespia is amazing. It's an outdoor movie experience in a cemetery. It's it's a big fucking fun night out. People get dressed up. They picnic and you're in a cemetery watching great movies and and people really go all out to be there and if that's but you not also your... don't have to no you, you can also just go you don't have to dress up if you no. want to just go and watch whatever movie they're showing you can do that it's a blast and they normally have like special guests it's fun things the other thing if you don't if that's too much is check out vidiots which is a video store a non not for profit video store the last video store in la ultimately that has a collection of vhs's and dvds that you'll never find anywhere and a big beautiful beautiful new theater that is playing so many great movies, it's hard to keep up. I actually was talking to them the other day. I was like, I think I'm going to do an Elaine May great. thing with Love them it. where like every first Monday of the month, it's going to be like a Elaine May movie. So like for four great. months, do a little Mikey thing like and that. Nikki, Mikey and Nikki. Mikey and Nikki. A new leaf. New leaf. Uh, Heartbreak Ishtar. Kid. Ishtar. Do them all. Uh, I think that's I mean, that's it. there's five. What is there? Five yeah, of them? Four or five. Yeah, that's it. You should um, t- and 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 for if but if you do that, you should also link all of the blank check episodes that they did about oh, all those movies. I just great. live that. I do. Oh, yeah. it's so great, so good. I'll throw out a couple of other um uh, because the um, Morgan mentioned bookstores, oh, so yeah. I'll I'll throw out um uh, for comics and graphic novels and so forth. Secret Headquarters, which is Love. now located in Atwater Village, new location. Um, it's great. Yep. Yeah. Um, Skyline Books on um is it Skyline Vermont? or Skylight. Skylight. I'm so sorry. Yep. Sky, you're right. Skylight Books on on um, on Vermont is a great independent bookstore that's worth checking out. As well as the last bookstore down downtown, giant like like uh, crazy old school. Like it's in downtown LA. It's just a multi level space, just packed to the gills with books. This is a cool spot to be in. I'm trying to think of like, uh, oh, and like, you know, you mentioned comedy. So, of course, check out the Largo schedule. Check out the the Elysian Theater in Frogtown. Dynasty Typewriter in, I think, is it in Koreatown? Where's Dynasty? Uh, Yeah, Koreatown. That makes sense. Uh, I'll give out those sushi places, too. Um, The place that I really love, and I couldn't remember the exact name of it, uh, Goes Mart. Uh, Goes Mart is in a strip mall in Canoga Park. And uh, it's a little far to get to, but it truly is uh, the best sushi I've ever had. There's no physical menu there, okay? Uh, And you just go and get what they're going to give you. And there's a new place in Atwater Village that June just went to uh, called uh, Morihiro. Uh, Morihiro, M-O-R-I-H-I-R-O. That's apparently fantastic, but that's a little bit more of a uh, upscale a full Japanese dining experience. Like Gozmart is like sushi. Great. Extreme. Love it. Okay. So good. Ooh, that sounds awesome. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other, like there's, I mean, there's a million music venues. I tend to go to the smaller ones, like shows that are playing at like Zebulon or, you know, some, some What's more. What's that place that we saw Mannequin Pussy? Cause that place is great too. Or maybe, uh, is it the ballroom? Mannequin is it like, uh, Oh, Terragram. It Terragram. was the Terragram. Yes, that's I a like great Terragram. room. A great that's a great, room. that's a beautiful room. Sounds great. Um, Terragram, Zebulon. I'm trying to think. Oh, there's a website. There's a thing. I think it's called Oh My Rockness. 
is the is the okay. website and you can select LA. There's a, they do it for oh, a couple of different that. cities and it aggregates all the concerts that are happening in that town. It, including like you know, how did this get made at Largo will be listed. But it, you know, the rest of it is comedy, anything that's a venue has is on this it's aggregated onto this one website. So, it's pretty good, you know. I like that. Um also, if you're in town on a weekend, long weekend, we're talking about the uh, Smorgasburg, which is oh, down yeah. in downtown LA. Just it's a vendor specific awesome, you know, food, everything. It's great. It's just a fu- it's just it's just a fun way to hang out in downtown LA. You get a little taste Absolutely. of a lot of different places. And then depending on what what weekend of the month you're here if it happens to fall on the weekend when the rose bowl flea market is happening uh uh, out at the rose bowl on a sunday you're not going to get a better sunday afternoon than getting a coffee and wandering around a gigantic flea market for hours i mean that's wonderful that's such a good and i'm gonna you know say this again as someone who's been really enjoying this uh if you're here during the soccer season Going to see uh, the women's uh, soccer league out here. It's uh, amazing. That stadium is uh, fantastic. It's LAFC is the uh, the male uh, version, and Angel City is the women's soccer team. And I I've been to both. I love them both. Oh, I have wow. to say I've that never, the, I haven't been. Oh, Angel City games are I'll go the some, most. If, you, if fun. you're going sometime, okay. I'll go. Oh, you will love it. It's really really to. fun. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Messi was just in town uh here oh, cool. and it was uh and he just played this weekend but angel city they play in this the stadium here it's the stadium is just beautiful it's just like it's like Ooh, it's neat. just outside in la right by uh the, the museums and stuff like that, Ooh, that sounds um great. yeah i love it um i'm trying to think of anything and we else. and yeah. i don't know if this is a spoiler but we have messy on next week's episode of yes. the show right yeah he's going to be talking about it's so weird he just it's really t- <laughs> want to talk about the new saw movie where it's like we don't really do new <laughs> movies but he's like i want just <laughs> He's really held his spot. He Me- called up. Messi is a huge. How did this get made, fan? <laughs> oh my god! My kids I, you know that he. That. Whenever he scores a goal, he screams "Geostorm." Yes, and that. And by that's the way, a- if you are if you are a professional athlete, professional yes. athlete, and you listen to this podcast, get in touch. Get in touch. We need Come to know on. what you're up to. And when you score a goal or get a home run in your sport, we need you to start shouting. How did this get made? Catchphrases. I, I'm down with that. I mean, uh, you know, it people was are screaming uh, "Baba Booey at co- at golf. But I don't games. want that. I don't want people. To, no, I don't no, want, I don't want, I don't want, it want you to be in the crowd. No, I want I, you to be that's in the what crowd I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I want it to be the person themselves. Yes, exactly. Uh, like when the U.S. opens on, like the the when they win, different players have like a little thing that they do. Yes. And uh, I feel like you know that'd be perfect. You know, so you have a whole year to come up with the next thing you could want. Can to you do imagine that. if you are a, a an athlete and you're like and 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 every time you score or do the do whatever is I- impactful in your sport, and you just started screaming "Geostorm" big, loud, and long, and then the audience, the 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 live stadium started doing it as well. Ah. Uh. Come on. Or if you got a whole stadium of 35,000 people to just start screaming, fuck the moon, fuck the moon. <laughs> <laughs> fuck the moon would be the best thing to be yelling out loud. Uh, oh. it, just it's, oh, I love that pin. We made that pin. Um, okay. Jason, I feel like, uh, you know, we gave her a bunch of great things to do in I LA. Think so. I, thought, I um, think those are some pretty good recommendations, especially if you are, those are all like local 
haunt. Yes, those are. That's not like oh, come and see the Hollywood sign. So yeah, there's a lot to do, but the, I hope this gave you a, a good enough uh, a good enough start. I have. Can I can I just shout out a few things if Please. you don't mind, Paul? Yeah. Um. I lo- one of the last times we talked about this, I we were talking about. You were you had asked me specifically, I think, how do you find new music or about finding new music or so forth? And we were talking about oh, some yeah. stuff. And I mentioned how how much record stores were so integral and impactful f- to me uh, for finding new music and getting turned on to new stuff. And specifically, I mentioned Aquarius Records in San Francisco, yeah. iconic record store, RIP. Uh, and I asked when the documentary called It Came From Aquarius is coming out. I got an answer and the producers sent me what? a link to watch the movie. So I have watched the documentary. It was incredible it made me so deeply nostalgic and so um so kind of melancholy for the end of this kind of um you know like i wrote i even wrote stuff down from watching it because there was an element to it which i was like exactly what you and i were talking about you know is what is what um is what the documentary is so much about it's about creating community around music around all of this excitement for discovery not just hey right. here's the new here's the new new pornographer's record but hey you just walked through the door do you want a record that is just neil hamburger making prank phone calls or do you want a, a four cd box set that is just shortwave radio broadcasts from the 50s like how can i give you weirder stuff anyway there's a I great there's a that. couple of great quotes in it one of the guys says it felt like a tourist attraction for weirdos. And I was like, yes, that's what it was like. And 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 somebody else in it, it says, it's a maniac store. And that to me, I was like, that's exciting. When you walk in someplace and you know, an amoeba gets at this, it's just much bigger. You, th- What's in there is not just the records you know about, but a tremendous amount of stuff you have no idea and it's just waiting for you to discover it. Well, the way that I... Uh... The way that I always experience uh, Amoeba it, it was something that was so interesting. I was in San Francisco. I'd never been before. It was like a, my first kind of solo trip alone. I was walking around. I heard Amoeba was great. I went there. And um, and I found these VHS tapes of like celebrity bloopers and they were oh, not put out by anybody uh, yeah. specific. And it was CDs and videotapes that just seemed like they were almost homemade. And yeah. it was just a collection of the weirdest shit. And I was like, oh, my God, I have this. And I was so excited. It was like Orson Welles outtakes and, uh, you know, and just like, uh, you know, uh, William Shatner, like kind of yelling at somebody. Like it was it felt like I found this kindred spirit. It's like where I found like. Uh, an, the unaired pilot of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, you oh, know, wow. like stuff yeah. like that. Like it was like so fun. Yeah, and that's what these stores used to be like. And the fact that they're gone, the kike, the kind of place that is lampooned in a way, or 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 kind of you know made fun of a bit in um, High Fidelity. When, you know, John Cusack's like, I'm about to sell five copies of the Beta Band 3 EPs yeah. just by playing one song. But there is an element of, like, even, like, the Aquarius Records, they talk, there's a big chunk of the documentary where they talk about the list. Because every two weeks they would send out an email list of all little blurbed reviews of all this new music. And it was so well written and so compelling that you would buy stuff simply based on their recommendation. That's all I want. 
And there's all these people that are in the documentary being like, yeah, that's how I ended up with all these circle records, which is, and I laughed so hard because I have all those circle records as well, that it's like an incredible um, psychedelic uh, Finnish rock band. I think they're from Finland. And Aquarius was just so obsessed with this band and were so good at talking about how obsessed they were that it got a whole generation of people who read their breakdowns obsessed with this Finnish rock band called Circle and all their ancillary shoot-off bands, offshoot bands. Great. Incredible stuff. Loved it. That's what I want. I love that. I need it so much. It's really fun, but it it makes me bummed because... It's really hard to find that same kind of yes. curation, that same kind of recommendation engine. Um, and that's what's a bummer. And that's who do you what trust? I really like. And liked. that's the whole yeah. thing. You don't know exactly. who you trust. Um, and I will say just for shits and gigs, if you're interested, the other documentary that I will recommend is the one about the record store in New York called Other Music. Oh, that's um, That was another longstanding record store that I used to go to all the time that had a similar vibe as Aquarius in terms of recommending yes. very unique and interesting stuff. Um, I'll also shout out a couple of other YouTube channels just because I'm trying to point people towards stuff that isn't struck. Yes. Our friend Rob Hubel re- recently was a guest host of Sandwiches of History. Yes. Which which I was shocked because I just watched that show. And then here's Hubel doing one. I was delighted. Um, Action Bronson's show, Fuck That's Delicious, so has is now just running new episodes on YouTube uh, that are absolutely hilarious and fantastic. And then, um, uh, uh, Scott, can you put in um, uh, air horn sounds? Um, here we go. Okay, Mannequin Pussy, new music. Oh, yeah. The album is called I Got, or the song is called I Got Heaven. It's out now. It's fantastic. Please listen to the new Mannequin Pussy. I'll also throw out the band Zebra has an incredible album called Bird Hour. New music from the band Pile, fantastic. Career Woman, fantastic. New album from Alabaster de Plume, incredible. Uh, new music from Fival is Glock, the French band. Great. And a new album from, um, from, uh, Jamie Branch, uh, jazz trumpet player who died, uh, recently, uh, the album is inexplicably called fly or die, fly or die, fly or die parentheses, parentheses, world war, close parentheses, close parentheses. Uh, I believe that's right. I um, love that. Album is incredible, uh, beautiful, and it's a heartbreaking loss to the world of jazz and improvised music. All right, this is great. Jason, a pleasure as always. We'll talk soon. Yay. Thank you, Jason. Remember, you can call us anytime with a question at 619-PAULASK. That's 619-PAULASK. Now that we got Jonathan Livingston Siegel out of the way, let's talk about next week's movie. We are saying goodbye to the songs of Neil Diamond and hello to the screams of Lou Diamond Phillips. That's right. On How Did This Get Made, Diamonds Are Forever. And next week we are watching the 1999 horror movie Bats starring Lou Diamond Phillips and Dina Meyer. Um, If you don't know anything about Bats, you're going to love it. Basically, genetically mutated bats escape a government lab and terrorize a small Texas town. It is up to a bat expert and a local sheriff to stop them. And I'll let you decide who is who. Um, Rotten Tomatoes gives this film an 18% score on the tomato meters. Scott Weinberg at eFilmCritic.com writes, Bats attacking bad actors. Sounds good to me. By the way, this movie is dope. Uh, Listen to the trailer for Bats. Are you saying some kind of bat did this? The bats that we're talking about, they're very uh, special. 
Evacuate the town immediately. This isn't going to work. I know what these things are capable of. Bats. Houston, we got a problem. All right. That is it for the show. Remember, tickets are on sale now for How Did This Get Made's Fall Tour. Check us out. Go to hdtgm.com to find out where we are, what movies we're doing, and all that good stuff. You can also buy your tickets right there. And while you're remembering stuff, remember to rate and review us. It helps. It really does help. Recommend us to our friends. It helps. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, make sure you're following us. It, guess what, helps. And we are always on social media doing stuff. A big thank you to our producers, Scott Sonny and Molly Reynolds, our movie-picking producer, Avril Halley, our engineers, Casey Holford and Rich Garcia, and of course, Jess Cisneros, who makes our amazing social media videos. We will see you next week for Bats, and to quote the opening credits of Jonathan Livingston Siegel, I'd like to dedicate this entire Last Looks episode to the real Jonathan Livingston Siegel, who lives within all of us. Bye for now. Lonely looking sky, lonely sky, lonely looking sky And being lonely makes you wonder why Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.